I am Josie, your favorite Afro-Latina love witch, and you are tuned into the frequency of the Luanova podcast. This week, I had to switch it up just a little bit. As you all know, if you're not new here, Monday's show is the Lua Report, where I take a celebrity or a social media influencer or anybody who has a large influence, especially if they are from the Latin community, and we discuss the chisme, but what we can learn about that chisme regarding, you know, surrounding this person's life and regarding what might be going on currently in their personal life. So it's not just a bunch of we're sitting around judging them, etc. We're actually learning a lesson. How can we manifest like they do? What does their birth chart teach us? Things like that. But because last week featured two little reports, I decided to switch it up. So this episode may end up being a little bit shorter than my usual episodes, but that is because I had to change it up for you just a little bit and do something different, talk to you all about my personal life, something I'm not very comfortable doing, (laughs) which is why this episode is going to be a little bit shorter. Today's little report is on podcaster and the owner of the Luanova brand, Josie the Mustang. After I was editing and recording, <laughs> um, I look, um, I went back over my episode as I always do and realized that it's not shorter. It's actually longer than my usual episodes. And that is because I had a lot to cover that wasn't even just about uh, my own life. It was just a lot that I needed to tell you all. <laughs> So it's actually the longest episode I've ever done. So that's hilarious that I thought it was going to be the shortest one. (laughs) So you all know how this goes. Let's talk about the pink unicorn in the room, which is my disclaimer. So every week, twice a week, I do a collective reading. These readings are never meant to be serious, but the ones on Monday are the farthest from being serious. And that is because I do a celebrity reading. Now, whenever you see the so-called readers discuss celebrities, they always do it without that celebrity's consent, which is why I make sure to not read too much into whatever card I pull. And um, since I am the subject this week, (laughs) well, I am giving myself consent to pull a card on what message I have for me, but I always start off with you first. So your message for the week will be, let's see, and I never shuffle my cards a particular amount of times. I don't read reverse cards. And if more than one card falls out, I'm going to read those so long as they are not reversed. If anybody is new here and wonders why I don't read reversal cards, it is honestly because a lot of the time I think the message kind of gets lost in those. Uh, That is me personally. That is my opinion. If you're a reader and you don't agree, then you read reverse cards. Go for it. I personally can tell that if I start pulling reverse cards, that it just means my deck got... um, flipped upside down so why try to make it into this like spiritual something that it's not you know (laughs) I'm not gonna do that and if another reader wants to do that then that's fine this reading is for who it's for it may be for you it may not be for you it may be for the Amazon delivery driver it might be for your favorite barista at Starbucks 
but this reading is for who is for. And your card this week. Oh, guys, okay. <laughs> we were doing good, and then, like, uh, y'all y'all just stopped listening to me, huh? I know that right now it's a tough time, and this is not supposed to be a serious reading, but I just pulled the Nine of Swords. And if you are not familiar with the Nine of Swords tarot card, it is one of a person who is sitting up in bed. They are very distraught. And there are literally nine swords next to them or above them, depending on the artwork on the card. And what that always means, and every time I pull this card for anybody, is that you are in your own head. I've even pulled this card for myself. And I know that the anxiety and fear and worry can be overwhelming, crippling, etc. And what I'm picking up on, and normally, again, this wouldn't be a serious reading, but this is something serious that I need to say. I'm picking up on career-wise, you are experiencing some burnout. Uh, I plan to cover that a little bit in today's episode, but I want to let you know that if it is possible for you to take a break, I heavily advise it. And um, I'm going to leave it at that because, again, there are things on my show that I don't discuss. Um, and certain current events that I will not discuss and nobody's going to try to bully me into doing so. I'm a witch. You can't bully me. I will make you regret that. I promise. But I will say that I know that it is a really difficult time. So if you celebrate pagan holidays like Christmas, I suggest you put up the tree because Christmas trees are a pagan tradition. So... <laughs> not a Christian one. So do, do not buy into that lie that that is what Christmas trees originate from. That is not. And um, so those of you who are not Christian and always felt like you couldn't put up a Christmas tree, now you know that that is it's actually not based in Christianity whatsoever. So feel free to put up a Christmas tree and maybe get some holiday spirit going early. Um, I am one of those people who immediately starts decorating November the 1st, and uh, November the 1st is also my man's birthday, so it's a special day in general. It's like a holiday around here. And the card for myself that I'm going to pull, and that was your card for the week, by the way, the Nine of Swords. Take a break. Get out of your own head. Listen to some soothing meditation music. You all already know that I make playlists for that, so... If you want a free playlist to listen to, just go on my Spotify. Uh, the Lenovo Podcast is how you will find my profile. But the message for me, I'm going to clear the energy of this card, of these cards, I mean. Okay, I'm literally pulling the energy from that previous card. And picking one for myself. You can hear me shuffling. And again, you do have my consent. <laughs> Let's see. What is... Oh, I'm drawn to this card. Okay, guys. You... <laughs> you all don't know this. But when I was doing the episode on Grupo Frontera, I pulled this card that is in my hand. I also pulled this card twice while just, you know, hanging out on the couch recently. I have pulled this card so many times that I am not sure what is going on here <laughs> but you all have a now a recorded 
proof, recorded proof here that I keep getting the two of wands. I have gotten the two of wands card now, I believe, five different times. So much so that the last time I pulled this card, I knew that the message was for me and not for the collective. So I started the reading all the way over. So you won't hear that in the Grupo Fonteta uh, episode because I ended up having to just start the reading all the way over. <laughs> so my card is a two of wands. Apparently, I need to make some big decisions and I'm always planning for my future. So that is not uncommon for me. And, uh, yeah, I will take that message. I don't know why I keep getting it, but spirit guides, I hear you. Can I get a new card next time? It'd be so fun. <laughs> so I'm putting out my tarot cards right now. When I decided to use myself as this week's subject, it was kind of a, a difficult decision because I don't enjoy talking about my personal life. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty private and extremely introverted. I don't come across as introverted whatsoever, but people who typically have podcasts or do any, anything related to social media, etc., any kind of media tend to not come across as, um, introverted when we are. So with that being said, I am going to be vague if need be, but I don't think I'll need to. <laughs> so, so the first thing that I want to discuss is parts of my birth chart. Um, the thing is, I've already discussed a lot of my birth chart. I talk about it in various episodes, so I'm not going to get into it heavily the way that I did with Kato G or, um, uh, uh, you know, previous episodes that I've done, you know talking heavily about a person's zodiac, whatever. I'm not going to do that because I already do that a lot. You all by now, if you're not new, know that I am a Virgo sun, that my moon sign is Leo, and that my rising sign is Pisces. It, and I've told you all many times, you can get a free birth chart. All you got to do is go on Google and look up free birth chart and pick whatever website that resonates with you. And that, there you go. With this show, you will learn what areas of your birth chart are relevant. You know, first of all, all of them are. But maybe, you know, in different areas of our life, different parts of our birth chart are relevant for that time, if that makes sense. So, for instance, right now, at this time in my life, I rely heavily on what my Venus sign is because my relationship is a serious relationship. And so my Venus sign being in um, Virgo means that I'm relying heavily on reading that part of my chart. You know, what, how to move forward within this relationship as a Virgo would. And being that that's also my sun sign, that's not really difficult for me. That's just to kind of give you an example. So um, with that being said, it is currently Scorpio season. And there's not a lot of Scorpio in my chart. Yes and no. Um, I, I, I noticed that there's two signs that stand out. Libra and Scorpio. With that being said, I'm going to focus on two areas of my birth chart that are not my sun and moon sign. My Mercury sign is in the sign of Libra. So although I 
lead my life with a lot of Virgo and Leo energy. Um, I feel oftentimes that my sun and moon signs are fighting each other. Um, I can see that when it comes to communicating that I'm very careful about my words because I always want there to be a balance of what I'm saying. And I think that a Libra having a podcast is not at all strange. Mercury is the planet of communication. And so one is also also not at all odd that a Virgo would have a podcast because we are ruled by the planet Mercury, as is Gemini. So if you notice a lot of Virgo and Virgos and Gemini's having podcasts, especially especially successful ones, that's really not uncommon. And being that my Mercury is ruled by Libra, it basically means that I, I even expect my podcast to have a certain aesthetic that I expect there to be balance in or and if there's any sort of imbalance within even just my show that it's going to come across in that episode. I have definitely recorded certain episodes and thought to myself, man, I don't feel like I communicated as well as I wanted to. I didn't talk about this and I weigh too heavily on this. So, of course, that that, can, that sounds a lot like a Virgo critiquing themselves, but it also comes from wanting there to always be a certain level of balance within how I communicate with people. And my Venus sign is in, I'm sorry, is in Virgo. So every relationship that I'm in, rather it be within my family or personal, you know, romantic relationships, I'm always going to analyze the hell out of it, (laughs) try to improve it, and basically think to myself, how can I make this better? How can I communicate better? What can be done to make the world that we're in, being rather be the relationship with my mother, the relationship with my man, etc., how can I make it better? What needs improvement? That is how I lead my relationships. It's never about fixing the other person. There is this odd um, stereotype that Virgos want to fix their partner. And I can honestly say that I pick up on that energy more for male Virgos than female Virgos. I'm not saying the female Virgos are not capable of being that way. But personally, I don't like a project. Uh, This idea that Virgos like a project is bullshit. I have dated many men who would be considered a project because I tend to date men with a past. And that actually comes from growing up in the hood. And so I tend to gravitate towards a certain aesthetic. But (laughs) um, as an adult, and you know, my man fits that aesthetic perfectly. So the universe was definitely listening and paying attention. But I kind of just wanted to briefly go over those parts of my birth chart because you're going to hear about that a lot within my show as a whole. And to get into the first lesson from Chisme from My Own Life, um, it's going to be based on a story that I told you all about being stalked. Um, I was stalked for a few years. And it's not a story that I'm going to get into again. You're welcome to go and find that episode where I talk about it, but I'm not going to now. The lesson there, though, that I wanted to get into is learning to listen to your intuition. We all get gut feelings, and women especially will get a gut feeling when something isn't right. You will know it immediately. 
However, growing up, we are a lot of the times taught to not listen to our intuition, to give people a chance, to listen, hear people out, etc. And I'm not saying not to. However, you know when something doesn't feel right. And so if you meet somebody and, and for instance, in, in this scenario that happened to me, if you meet somebody and you're not interested in them, but other people think it's a good idea for you to give them a chance, I want you to turn it around on those people and ask them, so why are you pushing for this so hard? Why is this so important to you? Because I'm telling you that this isn't a good idea for me. In other words, let your intuition do the talking. Sometimes it needs to. And what I learned from that situation that I hope other people can learn is that when something has giant red flags that could really put you in danger, whenever you can safely remove yourself from those situations, I need you to do so. I don't care if you have if you have to get the police involved. I don't care if you have to get family involved and, you, and you're like myself and you don't like talking about your personal life and you don't want people involved or, you know, or possibly risking them getting hurt. Sometimes you have to speak up. Sometimes you have to let people know what is going on. I don't care if it's a complete stranger that you're letting know. You have to tell somebody, tell me, I'll help you as much as I can, but speak up when you know something is not right unfortunately when i did it was treated as though i just wanted attention it kind of blew my mind the reaction that i got from being stalked i even had a co-worker say to me that she wished that a man was that obsessed with her she wasn't kidding unfortunately and i remember thinking to myself why is this a joke why is it women have to die before anybody even listens to what they were trying to tell you all along? And I say this because this oftentimes happens to women. It's not to say that men cannot be stopped. I have definitely heard some awful stories, but it is to say that of course, as a woman, from the time that we are born, we are constantly worrying about our safety. And ladies, I don't want you to be worried about, oh, well, I don't want to get him in trouble. Oh, well, I don't want to risk, you know, what could happen. No, I need you to take that risk because it might save your life. So that's my first lesson. So the next lesson that we can learn would come from how my year is going as far as, um, my decision to leave corporate America. I have been in corporate America for since I was extremely young, I'll put it that way. And I was lucky enough to where all but one of my jobs has been in an office. And with that being said, there was a time in my life long time ago that I wanted to climb the corporate ladder. And now I can't fathom that idea. It never really fit me, but I thought it should at the time because I thought that it would make me feel accomplished in my life. All it ended up doing though is leading to burnout. And during one of my many spiritual awakenings, as I was talking to the divine, it hit me that I was doing so much building for 
corporations that didn't even know my name for companies so large that I am just a number and it, that that remains the same to this day I briefly talked about the UAW and the auto auto industry strike having worked in the auto industry on the other side of things for so long what I learned is that the bigger the company the less they care and so when I began to build the Luanova brand it was with the idea that I could really make a difference in an area that is oftentimes considered to be dark and evil based on people's ignorance there are witches who specialize in a lot of dark energy who specialize in a lot of dark spells and I'm not knocking them because we don't know their circumstances and why they choose to do darker work I'm not against it whatsoever and I've had to do dark work myself in my past it's not something that I enjoy but there are dark sides to many aspects of life and I think it's a little odd to judge somebody based on their own beliefs and um, being that my knowing that my great-grandmother was a practitioner it was also important for me to continue the legacy that she didn't get to to do the things that she didn't get to do my great-grandmother came to Texas from Mexico and I will never discuss where my family is from one for safety purposes and two because I find it extremely strange and creepy when people want to know every detail of a person's life and that from a celebrity to an influencer to a podcaster like myself if we are sharing parts of our life they're literally just that parts of our life we will let you know what we want you to know but given my own background that I just discussed I learned the hard way to be extremely careful about what you say about your personal life and um, so I'll never discuss the areas of Mexico and Brazil that my family are from because it's not exactly relevant all that matters is that that is where my family originated from and because the Brazilian part of my family didn't raise me there is always going to be a part of me that feels that there's so much that I'll never know and so I have to teach myself that but with all of that being said I left corporate America to discover those parts of myself to embrace those parts of who I am to continue um, my great-grandmother's legacy <clears throat> sidebar you can probably hear the heater in the background the space heater because as I said before Texas is hot and cold at the same time it's just how it is but I wanted to point that out just in case you're wondering what that sound might be but back to what I was saying I digress I know that my great-grandmother was oftentimes ridiculed even after death for the her abilities and so as was obviously the other side of my family as an afro-latina the knowing that my bloodline has had so much trauma both sides really but i'm, I'm speaking to the afro-latina side of me that amount of trauma drove me to push forward and do all of the things that my ancestors couldn't even imagine to say all of the things that they couldn't fathom 
to have the audacity to behave and be everything that they didn't get to be. And that side of me never fit in in corporate America. I wasn't going to join in in the nasty potlucks. I'm not going to wear the company t-shirts. I'm not going to sit through unnecessary teams meetings. I'm not going to do it. And I'm not telling you to revolt and say, hey, I'm not going to do it either. But maybe take a page out of all of these industries that are striking and really ask yourself, what is it that you're allowing in your own career? Because I'm talking to the career people now that is no longer serving you and maybe it never did but you're finally ready to say you know what this isn't working and i'm not gonna keep putting up with it because the divine did not put us here to just work and work and work and to never have a break and to never really have much of a semblance of a life i don't want to live just for saturday and sunday i don't want to dread logging in on Mondays because obviously I've been working from home for several years now. If you're not new here, you already knew that. But like, I don't want to live my life that way and I'm not going to. And so the second lesson there is that I hope that from my life, you can learn that if you're in that predicament, that it's perfectly okay for you to escape. Plan your escape. I don't know what it is that you want to do with your life, but I highly doubt that it is making some big industry a lot of money while you just kind of get lost, while you just kind of get overlooked. And I know that a lot of different countries tune into my show. It's not just the U.S., but in the U.S., we have a serious problem. And I, and I don't, <laughs> I realize that that's actually a part of a song that I just said. That's why I paused. But we do. We have an issue here. There is no free health care. The working hours are ridiculous. You're not paid what you're worth. There are people who make 100K plus and still can't make it. And it is just this constant shit show. And watching your government give money to other countries when your your own government is severely suffering. And this is not a political podcast, so I will not get further into that. But as somebody who is as liberal as I am and as free thinking as I am, but also has some conservative views, I think to myself that this isn't what I signed up for. And so I'm asking you to stand up for yourself. That's my second lesson. Stand up for yourself. I don't care if that means that for the next few months you're going to be looking for another job. If you start to finally work on your own business. But start somewhere. I have a lot of different goals that I want to do. Some are a big part of Lua Nova and some are not. Some are just goals that I've always had for myself. But on top of making goals, you have to have a plan. I teach you a lot about manifestation, the law of attraction, the law of assumption. All of it works when you do. Don't rely so much on the 369 method or EFT tapping when you know that deep down you don't really feel 
any of the words you're saying when you're tapping. You're not really into the meditation because you're so fucking miserable with where you are in your life right now. You can fix it. It can be changed because like I told you, if you can imagine the highest version of yourself, that means that that version already exists and you deserve to meet and match that version of yourself and surpass it. The third lesson here, and I'm only going to do one more after this, is about the 12 grape theory. Now, it is common in Mexican culture to sit under a table on New Year's Eve and to eat 12 grapes. And this is supposed to bring you, a lot of women, a lot of single women do this to, to bring in a husband, to get married within that year. A lot of the time it does center around relationships and getting married. I, on the other hand, did it to find a new job. And I ended up with two high-paying corporate remote jobs. However, they didn't make me happy whatsoever. So I purposely sat under my work desk to do this rather than just a table. That was my goal. I don't regret it. I learned quite a bit within this past year and it is it, it helped me to move forward. And so I advise everybody, everybody, because although this is something that typically single women or women who are ready to get married do, I also think that it is a good idea for everybody to perform this ritual just because it's fun. It's not meant to be super serious. Um, unfortunately, I have seen videos on um, Instagram and TikTok of women being very sad that this method didn't work for them. Relationships ended or they're still single, etc. So don't put so much emphasis on if it's going to happen for you or not because one of the biggest parts of manifesting is knowing to let go is trusting that the universe has your back and that the universe heard you the first time and remember always the universe is not is not just a bunch of planets it's not just that it is the divine it is your spirit guides it is your ancestors angels all of the above deities that you work with or that want to work with you it is all of it that is what the universe encompasses and so every single time that you want to manifest something you can't keep hanging on to it so hard you got to let it go like you are gripping it for dear life whenever you're driving do you grip that steering wheel i hope not because you could cause an accident by doing so you most of us just drive with one hand because we're so comfortable doing so you know like so i need you to think of manifesting in that manner don't grip that steering wheel so damn hard it's going to happen for you and it's not going to necessarily happen when you think it's supposed to the reason why i always say the universe has your back is that obviously your ancestors your spirit guides etc are able to attach and connect to realms that you don't even know of yet and so whenever you're getting those 333 signs or you're getting signs in general you know a ladybug just landed on you you just randomly heard lyrics to a song that matched your situation none of it is by a coincidence it is the universe sending you direct messages to say we heard you it's gonna happen relax and calm down eat the 12 grapes again 
try it again. Gentlemen, I definitely advise you to do the same. Rather it be that you're looking for a wife, rather it be that you want to manifest something massive into your life, a yacht, whatever, whatever it is, get under that table and make it happen. Make, make a plan, set some goals and then back off. Do, of course, whenever it comes to, let's say that you want to find another job, let's say that you want to buy a house, of course, you have to put in some work. That's obvious. You know, I don't need to teach you the, the, the obvious, but what I am saying is that don't put so much emphasis on those 12 grapes. It is simply a fun ritual. And the more fun that you make your life, the easier it is to manifest. It's a, it, it really is that simple. Okay. One more lesson. <laughs> Speaking of manifestation, I want to briefly talk to you all about vision boards. Now, this is not the last lesson. This is just something that I meant that I was planning to put into this episode. It is time to update our vision boards. Everybody celebrates New Year's in a different way. Um, as you all know, the witch's new year has already passed and the, I also strongly believe in your birthday being your new year. So my personal new year began September the 14th and that is my new year every year because that's my birthday. If your new year is January the 1st, then you better hurry up and get that vision board ready ready to go. I have an episode on how to do different types of vision boards. Pinterest is a big part of how we typically will make these vision boards in this day and age. Google images is another one, but however you choose to do it. And I know I recently kept saying newspaper when I meant to say magazine, but even if you want to go old school and get magazines to do your um, vision board, vision boards work. Um, there is a the popular artist by the name of Cheekies. You may be very familiar with her. She is the daughter of Jeannie Rivera. And I think that it's important to listen to her episode where she talks about vision boards. Because honestly, I loved hearing it from a celebrity. I loved hearing a celebrity go in depth about how a vis vision boards work for them. And um, if before any of you ask, will I ever do a little report on Cheekies? I probably will at some point in the future. Um, it, I don't, it's not going to be anytime soon, but it will definitely happen because she actually has an outstanding podcast and a really great and inspiring story. So absolutely. I, I, when it comes to Latina women, I think it's important that we empower each other. I'm all about empowering um, women of color in general. So absolutely that that will happen in the future i don't know when but you know as you all can see by now this year this part of the year is wrapping up and my podcast began in february so uh, my season two for this show will begin in february so maybe she'll be a part of season two maybe season one i don't know but we're in november now so i better hurry up <laughs> anyway with that being said, get those vision boards updated. I'm going to be working on mine. As you might be able to tell, I did already um, update my logo for my podcast. I purposely wanted a podcast logo that was very simple, that just has me on it, that was not, you know, anything that people couldn't remember. 
I purposely made it pink. I purposely wore pink, even in the update. And those shorts are actually the same shorts I wore the first time. I purposely pulled those out so that um, whenever I did like the updated picture, I would be like, see, this is the same, same person. All I did, now I have straight hair instead of curly hair. <laughs> but that will be in the center of my uh, vision board because it was in the center of 2023's vision board. And at the beginning, I chose that picture after I had done the logo and put it in the center of my vision board because I was like, this is, I'm going to start my podcast this year. And I did. So 2024's will look a little different. Um, I can say that when I'm thinking of the different vision boards that I have, some of those things have definitely come into fruition. I remember, just to give you an example, putting a concert. This concert was for a completely different artist. But if you listen to Friday's show, that you, you know that I recently went to a really big concert. And this group, Grupo Frontera, they did a song with this artist that was on my vision board now for me when i put bad bunny on my vision board it wasn't him that i was trying to manifest it was the concert itself and sure enough i did end up manifesting a concert it just was with a completely di different um group <laughs> with a different artist i don't know how to word that considering that bad bunny is one artist but yeah so without realizing that i did manifest that concert just not in the way that it you know it looked on my vision board if that makes any sense <laughs> but i've got a lot of different plans for my 2024 and i'm sure you do too so did your year begin already was yours the witch's new year or you recently had a birthday no matter what we all have that chance to pretty much Put something in plain sight where we can see it and watch it come into fruition. It It is possible. And so that's all I really wanted to say about my updates on my vision board. Some things have definitely come true. Some things were such a big item that I want to manifest that I know that they're going to take some time. But I still wanted to keep seeing them. And um, I'm just getting started. The last lesson that I want to go over is related to love and relationships because that is what most of you come to me for, right? Uh, now, I know some of you may be like, you used to focus more on just manifesting and not love and relationships. Again, most people ask me about love and relationships. I don't know if it's considered more difficult to manifest than other areas of life, but it is an area that has always been easy for me. So as far as manifestation goes, so I think that's why it's easy for me to teach it. It's not so much that I'm never going to focus on anything else. So that is just something that I've been wanting to talk to you all about. And I have one more thing I'm going to talk to you all about before I get into the last lesson. Okay, new moons, I need you all. Let's all sit in a circle. Let's all make a full moon and sit in a circle. One, I call you new moons because... It means that we, the new moon in witchcraft is associated with whenever we're wanting to draw in something new. Whenever we are wanting to manifest something new. When we want something to grow. And so we're using the energy of the moon. 
And so the cycle begins with a new moon, not the full moon. And by the time it reaches the full moon, that means that we have made some progress or whatever it is that we wanted is now in our life. Whatever it is we asked for has now happened. So that is what the, why the moon is so significant to witches in particular. We've always worked with the moon. And so I call you all my new moons because of that, because we are always a work in progress. We are always experiencing these different phases. And with that comes a new phase of the Luanova podcast. I told you all that my show doesn't have ads. Yes, you can hear. There are no ads. If there are any and you don't hear my voice, that means you can skip it because I'm not getting paid for those ads. However, my podcast, thanks to all of you, has now reached monetization with Spotify. And with that being said, I will now be able to do ads for Spotify. And so that is what will be coming up. I wanted to take that moment to tell you all this now. Um, I will, I'm going to keep the ads to a minimum. There will be a minimum of I'm sorry, a maximum of two ads per show. And so that goes for any company that wants to work with me. One thing I cannot stand because I listen to a ton of podcasts is when there is an ad break every, every like 60 seconds. I don't, it makes me just tune out. It makes me not want to listen. There is a massive podcast company that I hope that my podcast gets recognized by one day. However, it would only be something, some, a company I'd want to work with if they can cut down on all the ads that they have on their shows. Because I notice everyone under their network has way too many ads in their podcast. And although this is a business, it's also meant to be either entertaining or educational. And mine is both. <laughs> and, with, and so it's like, for me, I don't see how you're going to get anything out of this show if you keep hearing ads. But starting very soon, you will hear at least one ad and a maximum of two within my shows. I just want to let you know now so that you're not so surprised and thinking that I just, you know, left you behind. And no, there is no Luanova podcast without people tuning in. And it went from just a few countries tuning in to several. And all of that means so much to me because it is my dream to make this podcast well known so that I can help as many people as possible. It's not about the money part of it. I mean, I hope that nobody's getting into podcasting for money because I think that that is not something that is so easily done. <laughs> I, I've never heard of it being easily done. Um, not for people of color. I'll put it that way. But I, I've never heard of it being so easily done. And some of the biggest podcasts that I listen to that I know have, you know, 50,000 plus downloads a month. These are podcasts that are not ad heavy. These are podcasts that really listen to their audience. And I plan to do the same. And so the last lesson that I am going to be teaching you about, and I'm sorry, I have to cough, so I have to pause. <laughs> so getting back to the last lesson that I have for you, relating to love and relationships. Um, as I just said, that's what a lot of you come to me for, 99% of you. And I appreciate that 
wholeheartedly. Being a love witch is not something that I ever thought would happen, but it's something that I actually find myself enjoying, which is the first part of this lesson. I need you to enjoy dating again. I need you to actually have fun. It's It doesn't seem to be fun for most of you anymore. And I, I'm talking to the single people mainly. It, it seems to be like a chore. It seems to be an attack on the opposite sex or even the same sex. I'll be honest, I don't see this as much with the same with same sex couples recently, but I am seeing quite a bit of attacking of the opposite sex. And although I'm typically going to be on the side of women, I, I can't really be on any one side here from, you know, whether it was a skit or not attacking where people go on a first date, you know, and acting a fool on camera just for clicks and views to attacking groups of women or women in general who are happy being single. It's odd to me that there's so much so much uh, vitriol and anger when dating is supposed to be fun. Dating is supposed to be something you look forward to. I I think that I need you all to understand something. Whenever you fall in love, it's supposed to be easy. You're supposed to actually enjoy the process. It's not supposed to be struggle. It's not supposed to be angry and bitter and pointing the finger at the other one that, that that's kind of pointless i don't really understand that and so I, I wholeheartedly understand people that especially right now want to remain single before i met my man i was very happily single i had no intentions of being in a relationship i was not looking for a relationship whatsoever and I was just decorating my town home because I had had you know had recently moved in. Now we ended up meeting probably a year into me being here, but I really took that time for myself to be just in my own company and focusing on everything that I wanted just for me, turning this into my pink townhouse this, you know, Barbie-inspired townhouse. And it was, it turned into everything I wanted it to be. But I made the focus on my own self-love. I saw this TikTok recently that was really jarring about this, it was a stitch. And actually the, the woman who originally did the video, her name is Josie. So I hate that she feels this way. And we shared the same name. She has such a, she had her, I think her name was like Josie James. So look that up. But I love Josie James. That is so cute. But I loved her message. And I hate that she feels this way. She was talking about feeling lonely and wanting to be in a relationship. And she was crying and she was being so vulnerable. And the issue came about the woman who stitched her. Not so much her message at all, but the comments. There, was, there were comments saying that they're tired of hearing about self-love. They're tired of hearing that they have to love themselves in order to be in a happy relationship. Because according to them, that's not true. And I was so blown away by that thought process. So you don't think you would have to love yourself 
in order to have a happy relationship? But how exactly does it work then? I need somebody to explain it because this isn't me attacking you. This is me really genuinely wanting to know. How does a relationship work out if you don't even enjoy your own company? If you are so upset with the idea of, of being just by yourself that you can't function, how exactly is it that you would do well in a relationship only? Because see, now that other person has to do all of the work to keep you going. They're pretty much like your batteries, for for instance, when you have to be your own batteries. You know, like, we're our own iPhone charger. <laughs> if you're the iPhone, you're the iPhone and the iPhone charger. Your partner is another iPhone, not the charger. If that, <laughs> I don't know where I came up with that, but I'm... <laughs> I'm simply saying that, like, I I get wanting to be in love. I don't think any of that is wrong. I don't think that it's strange to feel a sense of deep sadness for being single. I, none of that is wrong. However, the attack on loving yourself is what kind of blew my mind. There was a woman in the comments who said, I can't love myself without my partner. And I love that many people said to her, that's actually really disturbing. That's actually really concerning that you need your partner in order to love yourself. And she went on to say, well, it's because he built me up. Yes, but you see, if he's not around and, he, and he's, God forbid something happens to him, are you now just non-existent? Are you unable? Because you, you didn't always know him. Are you unable to care for yourself without him? Because that's putting quite a bit of a burden on him. And that is codependency. That is not love. I don't want you all to, un to ever mistake love and codependency for being the same thing. If you have an issue with your own company, with loving who you are, then you are not ready to be in a relationship. But you see, this woman that was a, in, who originally did this video, Josie James, nowhere in, in what I saw did she say she didn't love herself. Nowhere in that did she say she wasn't healed. She may very much so be in a state where she is very much so healed and honestly just frustrated with the universe and ready to meet her partner. So I, this isn't really about that thought process. Because from what I saw, this is just a woman who was just genuinely sad that she hasn't met her person. The second person who stitched, I mean, the woman who stitched her didn't seem to be lacking in the self-love department either, although she might have been. I, don't, I really don't remember. The, it was the comments about attacking self-love that were so confusing to me. Because I, I can't understand why you can't grasp that a relationship won't be genuinely happy if you can't stand you. If you need somebody else's validation to exist. Because you weren't born with them. So, although I can't fathom my life 
without my partner. He, why did I call him? I didn't, I never call him my partner. That was corny. I, <laughs> I can't <laughs> fathom my life without my man. I don't want to. I don't want to live my life without this person in my life. He is my person. I am his person. And, you know, we have that strong, weird, deep, dark, Virgo, Scorpio connection that if you're a Virgo and a Scorpio, you totally understand what I mean. It's very similar, but very different. And it's completely difficult to explain. But I still know that in order for our relationship to work, that I have to love me, that I have to validate myself, that I have to have my own back, that I have to be so confident and so self-aware that I am able to give him that same energy back. We're, we're, you're supposed to generate it together. You're supposed to be creating that energy together. And if you're coming to the relationship where one of you is broken or both of you are broken or you're repeating the same dumb line about building together instead of being built, <laughs> then I don't understand how you expect it to go anywhere. How you expected to be happy for years and years to come. The happiest relationships that I have ever seen in my life. The ones that have stood the test of time. And not because they were cheating and still staying together. But because they genuinely respect and love each other. Come from the fact that they respect and love themselves. That they have put so much love into themselves. That it works. That it works no matter what. I'm thinking of my aunt and uncle. Obviously, my aunt and uncle have been together forever. My aunt was extremely young when she met my uncle. Um, he wasn't much older than her, so it wasn't anything creepy. But <laughs> they were extremely young when they got married. They have worked through many things. And, and one that they did not ever have to work through was infidelity. So I that is why I champion their marriage. And I mention them right now to say that like what I see in my aunt is somebody who is so strong, somebody who is so self-aware, so so understanding of her position in life that she's not relying on just her husband to give her that. She's able to do that for herself. And so they ended up raising this massive family because of that. And I'm speaking on that side of it because this is, this is my aunt by blood. Like this is my mother's sister. So I obviously see that from this point of view, I, with my uncle, um, I see the same thing though. My uncle is a strong man. He's very quiet and, um, doesn't say a lot. So I obviously with the fact that this is my aunt, I know more about her life than about my uncle's, but that is an example of it takes a certain level of self-love and self-care in order for it to work. The second that my uncle realized early in their relationship, early in their relationship, meaning this was a billion years ago, <laughs> that he had some improvements to make on himself. He did that, not for her, for him. I'm sure that she was a part of it, but it also had to be for himself in order for it to work. Okay. So 
I am getting text messages right now <laughs> and I don't want them to start vibrating the phone. So it is time to wrap it up. <laughs> my new moons that means thank you thank you for tuning in to the frequency of the luanova podcast fun fact you can also say obrigado with an o that is just the masculine version of saying thank you but <laughs> i say obrigada because i'm a woman but um you choose to say it how you want to okay <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the frequency of the luanova podcast if you would like to book a personal tarot reading with me or send in a question to my show, you can email me at luanovapodcast at outlook.com. If you want to follow me on social media, I mainly use Instagram and TikTok. You can follow me under Josie the Mustang. And whenever you type in my username, it will pop up as Luanova Podcast. That is on purpose. So you know it's me. <laughs> And the same goes for Spotify. If you look up Luanova Podcast, you will find my profile. And you, there you can find all of my free playlists that I make for you to meditate to, etc. And, and manifest to all, all the above. All that manifestation, law of attraction stuff. Um, you can also, of course, find my podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, all major platforms, including Amazon Music, anywhere that any of the bigger podcast platforms that's where you're going going to find um, my podcast and if you are new here please take a moment to give my show a five-star rating on both apple and spotify it has definitely helped put my show in the algorithm so i really appreciate that also if you follow me on tiktok and you want me to follow you back just send me a memo a memo a what not a memo now I'm, I'm acting like we're in a teams meeting <laughs> send me a message and i will follow you back okay thank you again i will talk to you on friday have a good week ciao